This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Thursday the 3rd of March. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Emily Wither. The first major Ukrainian city falls as huge explosions light up the Kiev night. The advance left from Crimea towards uh, Odessa, which has, which has now taken Kherson, uh, that will threaten the rest of Ukraine's access to the Black Sea. And as the world seeks a resolution in Ukraine, diplomats are also closing in on an agreement with Iran. We are one minute from the finish line. Times of London Daily World Briefing. One week after the news broke that Russia had invaded Ukraine, the first major city has fallen after one of the most destructive days of fighting so far. Russian forces have seized control of the key port city of Kherson in southern Ukraine. The city's mayor confirmed the news, saying troops had forced their way into council buildings and imposed a curfew on residents. Yuri Stelmashenko is Kherson's deputy mayor. He told Times Radio the city is now running out of food. We don't have enough uh, food uh, because all uh, city in occupation, and we need to solve this problem. Today and yesterday, all day, we want to start a process for Green Corridor uh, for our city. But um, situation now, it's not, it's impossible. It's a significant move, allowing Russia to establish a base as it seeks to push further inland. Jerome Starkey is the Sun newspaper's defence editor in Dnipro. He told Times Radio why the city was significant for the Russians. Kherson is, is important to Ukraine for many reasons, not just as, as a sort of symbolic first city that may or may not, uh, well, that has fallen, um, but also because it controls a bridge over the Dnipro River, uh, this, the river that bisects east and west Ukraine. Um, Russian forces have thus far... In the, in the south of the country, come north from Crimea. Their main effort appears to have been swinging east uh, towards Mariupol and to sort of totally control uh, the southeast of the country. But this force that's taken Khrushchev has come out of Crimea, has, t- has effectively turned left, if you like, and now they've got over the river. That will now make it much easier for them to try and advance on Odessa, um, key, key port city. Uh, that will threaten the rest of Ukraine's access to the Black Sea. And if if Russian troops do make it all the way to Odessa, uh, then they will effectively have have cut Ukraine off from the water. Olga is a mother in her son. She told Times Radio about the danger to civilians in the city. My mother knew this uh, woman. She did a very stupid deed. She went out to the balcony when she heard uh, machines uh, went through and she was shot. She wanted to count them and she died of this. Uh, she was shot that... dead on her balcony. Yeah, yeah, right on her balcony. She was shot. It. The falling of her son came as schools, hospitals and homes across northeast and southern Ukraine were shelled on Wednesday. On Thursday, Mariupol's mayor in southeastern Ukraine said in a video that the city was under constant shelling, meaning the wounded could not even be helped off the streets. Powerful explosions which lit up the night sky were also heard in the capital of Kiev. 
It's unclear what the targets of the attack were or how many were injured. In Kharkiv, the second largest city, sustained rocket attacks were inflicted after Ukrainian forces halted the advance of troops, in a sign of what awaits other cities that defy the invasion. Maria Avdiva, research director at European Expert Association, is currently in Kharkiv. She told Times Radio she stayed behind to report the truth on what Russia is doing to her country. The uh, historical buildings are destroyed uh, and also uh, the, the, they continue to uh, target and to hit residential areas in Kharkiv and what is more important, the uh, objects of the critical infrastructure. Uh, so for uh, I have I have no uh, electricity where I live since uh, uh, yesterday uh, evening. So uh, what uh, Russia now is doing, it is uh, making the, the living uh, in the one and a half million city as uh, difficult as uh, as it might be. In his latest televised message, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky said that should Russia attack the capital, it would meet such resistance that they will forever remember that we don't give up what is ours. Times of London Daily World Briefing. On day eight of the invasion, the United Nations says one million refugees have now escaped Ukraine to neighbouring countries. The swiftest exodus of refugees this century. This young boy choked back tears as he told reporters, We left Dad in Kyiv. He'll be selling things and helping out heroes, our army. He might even fight. Andrei Asadchok is a Ukrainian member of parliament and has just come back from a 27-hour drive to take his children to Lviv in western Ukraine. He packed his minivan to the brim to bring back food supplies to Kyiv. He told Times Radio he was scared for his three daughters before, but is now resolute that Ukraine will win this war. The Russians is trying, they are trying to block Kyiv from north and northwest side. Uh, they were stopped by Ukrainian army and now they're trying to build the logistics because they don't have enough fuel, they don't have food, mostly because they were planning to take Kyiv in uh, 48 hours. So the strong resistance of Ukrainian army destroyed their plans and now they're simply trying to build logistics with uh, no real success. On social media, images of Russian soldiers being held or surrendering are going viral. One shows an alleged Russian soldier being offered tea and food by Ukrainians. Someone even lends him their phone, and he is seen video calling his mother. Another shows a soldier telling his mother, we are being told to bomb hospitals and kindergartens. Sergei Markov is a former spokesperson for President Putin and deputy chairman of the Russian Public Forum on International Affairs. He's been speaking to Times Radio. I am very much regret about uh, people who have been killed as a result of military operation now. 
but you are and the British public, uh, British government don't pay attention to the these 50,000 people who have been killed by Kiev repressive regime during the uh, uh, eight years old which have been conducted this time. You know, all these people should leave. Uh, Russian military operation tends to finish those war. Hundreds of protesters were detained in the Russian city of St. Petersburg on Wednesday at a protest rally against the invasion. According to monitoring group OVD Info, 235 people were arrested in the city. As a second round of peace talks are due to get underway today, 39 countries have referred the violence in Ukraine to the International Criminal Court. The court's chief prosecutor, Karim Khan, says he will immediately begin gathering evidence. As the backlash against the invasion continues to impact life across the world, more and more companies are deciding to boycott Russia. Now Netflix has joined Disney, Warner Brothers, Apple, Nike and Oracle in limiting their relationship with the country. Meanwhile, on Thursday, the president of the Paralympics bowed to pressure and confirmed that Russian and Belarusian athletes will not be allowed to compete in the Beijing Games starting on Friday. It's a major U-turn on a decision to allow athletes to compete under a neutral flag. On Wednesday, Roman Abramovich, a Russian oligarch and owner of football's world champion club Chelsea, announced that he would sell the club, not ask for the repayment of a £1.5 billion loan to the club and give all net proceeds of the sale to victims of the war. The British government is facing increasing calls to sanction Abramovich, who was alleged to be close to President Putin, a claim that he denies. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We move away from Ukraine to Washington, D.C. now, where the committee investigating the January 6th riot on Capitol Hill has alleged that former U.S. President Donald Trump and his campaign engaged in a criminal conspiracy to defraud the United States. In the committee's first major release of findings, it argued the evidence it had gathered proof that the former president and his campaign broke multiple laws in their bid to overturn the 2020 election and illegally attempted to prevent Congress from confirming Joe Biden's victory. It's claimed that President Trump was told repeatedly that he had lost the election and no evidence of widespread voter fraud was present, but still pressured Vice President Pence to impede the certification. The release of findings are part of an application to persuade a federal court judge to force John Eastman, a chief architect of the Trump strategy, to disclose thousands of pages of emails believed to lay out the entire plan to subvert the election. As most of the diplomatic world looks towards Ukraine, talks of renewing the Iran nuclear deal crawl along in Vienna. Israeli Defence Minister Benny Gantz told a graduation ceremony in northern Israel that a deal may well be reached in the coming days. Russia's ambassador to the United Nations, Mikhail Ulyanov, said that an agreement is close. You. Never can be sure. Yes. Well, you're talking about multilateral diplomacy. Surprises are always possible. But but how would you interpret the stage of the talks with the JCPOA? How would you interpret the stage? What stage are we in this talk? We are one minute from 
so viel Schreuer. It comes as the head of the International Atomic Energy Agency, Rafael Grossi, is understood to be planning a visit to Iran this weekend. A remaining sticking point involves Iran's demands that questions around uranium traces being found at old sites be dropped, something it is hoped that Grossi may be able to resolve. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 3rd of March. This podcast from The Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.